0: This is the PlayFootball.com podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. It is Rewind Wednesday, as we go back to my interview with Pro Football Hall of Fame and College Football Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. The NFL legend played his high school football at University High in Waco, Texas. Now, a couple of weeks ago on Rewind Wednesday, I talked with Earl Campbell about wanting to be a great linebacker in high school, and Tomlinson has a similar story. Before becoming a star running back in high school, Tomlinson was a hard-hitting outside linebacker. To start our Rewind Wednesday interview, I go back to Tomlinson's childhood as a Pop Warner football player and ask a question about his love of the game. So I'm going to take you all the way back to being a youngster uh, when when I, I read someplace that you actually did sleep with a football. True or false? And <laughs> did you love the game that, that much? <laughs> that is a That is a
1: true statement. Yes, I I slept with a football for the longest time. I guess it must have started started when um, probably right around junior high school. um, I started sleeping with the football, and it kind of continued through um, through high school. And I'll tell you why. 12, when I was 12 years old, I went to the Jay Novacek football camp, mm-hmm. and that's when I met my idol. I met Emmitt, you know, and at that time I was a huge Cowboy fan. I wanted to be a running back because of Walter Payton, but when Emmitt came along, he became my guy. And so, you know, as a, as a kind of a family tradition on Sundays— we went to church and came home and we watched the Cowboys. So I got a chance to really meet Emmitt when I was 12 years old and it, it, for me, it changed my life. It gave me the confidence. I sized Emmitt up as a kid because my dream was always to play in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So just by seeing him and touching him, looking at him, saying, man, this guy's really not that big. Like, I, I can do this. <laughs> like, it, it kind of changed my life and so, At that point, I loved
0: it so much that I started sleeping with my football. Wow, you manifested that. You visualized it and made it come reality, that's for sure. Uh, Eight years old, I've read, is when you began Pop Warner in Marlin. Is that accurate? And what do you remember about the first time you got out there and touched a football? I think somebody wrote that you actually scored the first time you ever touched a ball. So again, myth, legend, fact. (laughs) Yeah, it is a fact, and, and it was actually in Waco, though. Oh, okay. um,
1: yeah, the first time I ever did anything competitive was punt, pass, and kick in Marlin. I was living in Marlin at the time. I was a five or six year old kid. Uh, and, you know, I won my division for punt, pass, and kick. Um, and shortly after that, a year or two later, we moved to Waco. And that's when I finally got the chance to play part one of football and I was, I was the quarterback. And, you know, it's a quick funny story. You know, as, as kids, you know, we watched the game on television, we watched these college kids, these hus- these uh, pro, pro guys. But, you know, I, I I thought quarterbacks called their own plays. <laughs> and so, here I am as a, as a little eight year old kid, first game comes around, you know, I'm the quarterback, coach always comes to me. Before the game he comes to me the first time he said, Okay, this is what we're gonna do the first play. I want you to take the ball and, and roll roll out to the right. Just sneak out to the right and, and, and run. Run with it. I said, No, but I I wanna give it to my friend Steven. He said, No, I don't want you to give it to Steven. I'm calling the plays, not you, and I want you to run it. I said, okay, coach. (laughs) I I was going to give it to my friend. That's what I, you know, I was a quarterback. But sure enough, first play, I I took the snap and rolled around the right end, and I was going for a touchdown. And here's the funny thing. There was a penalty on the play. They called it back. I ran over to coach. He said, do the same thing the other way. And I did it, and I scored again. (laughs) Touchdown.
0: How my career started, Pop Warner. I love it. That's that's awesome. Um, I uh, I guess it's a, an older cousin I, you looked up to. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because you always need role models. I think his name was Roderick Lowe. Um, I know your mom yeah, had the role. We'll talk. Broderick we'll talk Lowe about. It yeah. So yeah. So tell me why you, why you looked up to him and and, and how he inspired you and, and, and helped you if that was the case.
1: Yeah, he he was uh, he was my older cousin. He was my my uh, my first cousin. So his mom and my mom were sisters. So we grew up around each other. And and actually, he was the same age as as my my sister. He and my sister, you know, kind of would hang out together. And you know, I it was my older sister, so I'll, you know how that is. You always kind of run around and try to get in her business and see what's going on. And you know, from time to time. I would see my cousin playing, you know, the game of football, throwing the ball around, and and but I never could play with it, you know, because I was just. But when he got in high school, and you know he started playing varsity, he was a starting wide receiver and a really good player. I spent my Friday evenings standing on the fence fence watch, watch, watching him, mm-hmm. and for me that was NFL, like right? high school football in Texas. You know, that that was as, as good as it gets. The NFL to us was some kind of, you know, fake dream. You know, it's not possible. You won't get there. So high school is as good as it gets. And that's what I did every Friday. He inspired me, you know, because he was doing it on that level, at a high
0: level. And that was my cousin. And, you know, so you I looked up to him. Interesting. Yeah, because I think, again, I don't know if it was when uh, they did the interviews with you when you were first, you know, elected last year, but I think I heard you say something along the lines of just what you said there about high school as the NFL, but you were talking in Texas in general how how the sport is, and and how much you loved it, like you said earlier, the purest part. I mean, h- how do you encapsulate the game of high school football in Texas? If somebody says, Ladanian, please just tell me what you think of the way Texas handles the sport. How would you, how would you kind of phrase that for for the the readers of this book?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's. Uh You know, it's almost like the the phrase of the Masters, to be honest with you, a tradition like no other. You know, because you really can't understand it until you come here and you're part of those Friday nights when you're driving to the stadium and the lights are lit up and the fans are already at the stadium and it is rocking, you know? And it's the Crosstown Rivals, you know? Guys you see and grew up playing Pop Warner with, you know, you know their families, you know? it's. It's a, it's a feeling like no other. Um, but but also, I think it is, it's so competitive because it is so big. I mean, geez, you can be playing a team in the state championship from from West Texas, from Abilene, you never played against those guys in Pop Warner. So it's always the mystique of, man, are these guys really good? We've heard about them. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to be? So it's always that element to it as well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just think the tradition of, and and you, trust me, you understand the history of all the great players that have come through the state of Texas. So that alone, you know, gives you something that you really got to kind of, you know, live up to. Um, but I think I'll say kind of, I think I'll say this. If, if you can play football in Texas, you can play anywhere. Like, if you can be a starter mm-hmm. at the 6A level, 5A level, you know, top schools, I think you can play anywhere in the country.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt. I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. We, we're still trying to figure out how to throw the football there, but I've had, to, I've had to eat a lot of crow because I'm very proud of where I'm from, and, you know, we, we play some good football, but first time I got to Texas to see the championship games and saw 50,000 people, I said, Jeff... You better stop bragging. You're you, you're number two. Texas is number one, and everybody else is number two. And beyond, <laughs> yeah, it's right. crazy. So, a little fact check here again, uh, because you said you had moved to Waco with that pop Warner. Now, did you um, begin your your varsity career at Marlin, or is that not correct? I did.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I went back. Okay. Um, um, my, my grandmother had gotten sick and so my mom wanted to move back and be closer to her to her mom and take care of her. And so for that one year,
0: my freshman year, I did go back. Okay, and uh, I, not much there on that. I know you played on the varsity as a freshman. I mean, did you have a lot of playing time? Did you start? What what was the situation there? Do you remember? Well,
1: well here's, the th- here's the thing. Um, so I, I got there and you know, we started working out during the summer and getting ready for the season. And I would hear whispers about me playing varsity. And, you know, I really didn't want to play varsity. I wanted to play with my peers and uh, mm-hmm. be, be on the freshman team. And so I remember the head coach, Coach Malone, um, calling me in the office and said, son, I'm, I'm going to play you on varsity. I said, coach, I, I don't want to play varsity. I want to play with my my, my peers, I want to play with the freshman team, said, son, you're, you're going to be too good to play on the freshman team. And I, I didn't, I really didn't believe that, you know, so I said, I, I really want to play freshman. And so he said, OK, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll let you practice a little bit with both. And so we, we this was during obviously fall camp, so we were not having games yet. I would go practice a little bit with freshmen. Then I would go over there with divorce and practice a little bit. And one day, you know, he kind of, I think he, he made me a believer in myself. He um, he called up, we had this hitting drill where it's, where it's just the linebackers and the running backs and you just go head up. They put a dummy, you know, like five yards in between each other and you got to stay in, the, you know, in, the, in between the dummies and it's basically head up. You know, mono and mono. Yeah. And he said, "Tomlinson, you're up." And he put the senior line, starting senior linebacker, up against me. And he said, "All right, here we go." He said, "Down, sit hut," and we went at it. And I, I ran him over. <laughs> I ran him over and scored a touchdown. And the guys went crazy. And he walked over to me. He said, "I told you, son, you can play on this level." And it, you know. He boosted my confidence, and so I did. I started out. We had a running, the senior running back named Toby. God, what was Toby's last name? Can't remember his last name, but he was a he was a man of boys, big guy, had D one potential, you know that type of thing. And I backed him up and played punt return, kick return for about you know three or four games. And then I went to coach, and I really wasn't playing that much. He was carrying the ball. He was the show. And I said, Coach, you know, I really, I'm I'm not getting any burn here. I need to go down to the freshman and kind of get some carries and stuff. And he agreed. Mm -hmm. So he let me go down to the freshman team uh, for about, you know, three games, four games, and I I went crazy. I mean, I, I, I was running all over the freshman team. And it was funny because they hadn't won a game before I came down on the freshman team. But we didn't lose a game when I went on the freshman <laughs> team. And, and so, the funny story about that, one of my, I had a cousin that was on that freshman team, we're in the same grade. And when I was on varsity, he was the running back. And so he never told me this story until recently. He said to me, he said, you know, Back then, when we we were young, I knew you were going to be special. He said, because when you came back and ran the football, I don't know how you were getting yards. I couldn't get a yard. These guys weren't blocking <laughs> for me. but well, here you were running through everybody. And I'm like, guys, this dude doing this. And so he never told me that to until recently. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I went. I went went down for about three or four games. And then Coach said, no, you're coming back up. And for the last part of the season, I went back up on
0: Bar seat. And get a few more carries then at least.
1: <laughs> I did. I did get a few more carries. But ironically, um, so after my freshman year, my mother decides, okay, guys, we're going to go back to Waco. And that's how the story goes of I went back to university my sophomore year, and at that time, you know, they all they had running backs, and, and I walked into Coach Coleman's office, and mm-hmm. And to talk to him for the first time, and I said, Coach, you know, I'm a running back. and I play, I play outside linebacker. He said, no, we have running backs. You're going to play fullback. And that's the legend. That's how it goes. I, I play fullback for the next two years until my senior year.
0: Yeah, and and, and you you said, right, that you enjoyed playing linebacker, too. You like sticking people, right? You're like Earl Campbell. Yeah. He loved it, too. He wanted to do I buckets. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like, man, like I
1: think, you know, you you, you were able to control a lot by just stopping this offense. If they can't score, they won't win. And I, I think for me, that was the fun part of it. But I just enjoy like using my speed. I would line, you know, line up on the edge, and I'm coming around the corner. I'm gonna get your quarterback every single time because who's gonna stop me? Mm-hmm. Who, who, what tackle is gonna be to be able to block me when I'm coming around the corner fast and low? And so, you know, that was that was the one thing that I um, I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I spent about forty minutes with Earl, and he just talked more defense than he did uh, did offense. He just said, "I love that." He imitated Dick Butkus and all that. So it's just interesting. You have that in common. Uh, well, you, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of. Uh,
1: Probably right for Earl, right? The way he ran
0: the football. I mean, he ran into everybody. He ran like a linebacker. Exactly. That's hilarious. I I know you mentioned Coach Coleman during you you know that that story during your induction speech and all that. Tell tell me about aside from the fact that he didn't recognize you as a as a tailback at the beginning and a fullback. What 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 did he do for you? What kind of role? Because so many coaches, whether it's a head coach or just your position coach, make a difference in a young man's life. whether it's him or another coach on the staff, do you have anybody that stands out in your mind during those very formative years for you that helped you?
1: Well, I think what I learned from Coach Coleman was uh, how to be a selfless player and sacrifice for the betterment of the team. You know, because I think a lot of times kids that are very talented and you're always the star player on the team and get the ball all the time, it's easy for you to kind of become entitled and we think it's all about you well at a very critical age when I was felt like oh man I'm really good coach Coleman said no you're gonna have to wait your turn you're gonna have to sacrifice mm-hmm. what you want to do for the betterment of the team and that's what I appreciated so much but at the time you know you don't know it as a kid you, you just think man this is not fair
0: right
1: and and you know I contemplated when he told me playing fullback, did I really want to do this? Did I really want to play? And so obviously, I, you know, I, I love the game, so I did want to play, and I sacrificed for, for for them, for the team. But also, I think having a guy like my running backs coach, Walter Brown, he was really like a father figure to me because day in and day out, he was the one checking on you, you know, he checking on me. He, you know, he, he, he the one that honestly got me prepared for college in terms of the you know the test taking and when i had to sign up for the act and all that kind of stuff he he did that for me um and so that's you know and then massaging your your ego too as a 14 15 16 year old kid you know, saying "Hey, baby, I love you," but you know, you're gonna get your turn. Just, just keep on sacrificing for the team. I promise, you're gonna get your turn. Mm-hmm. And so, those type of conversations uh, was was vital for for a kid.
0: Yeah. And speaking of sacrifices, I know you did such a great job at your your induction ceremony, talking about your mom and, and getting to meet Emmett and that camp and all that. As as you look back on it now, um, what? Did you know what she did then, and how has your opinion on what she did changed as an adult? Does that make sense to you, the question? It's sort of like, as a kid, it's just like, wow, mom did this, this is cool, but now as an adult, talking about sacrifice, I mean, is there a way to to put that into words?
1: Well, I just think, I think, you, you, you definitely, like for me, I was so grateful as a, as a child, um, seeing my mother, mother, do that because I, I knew how hard it was for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I would see the sacrifices of my mom working two jobs and, and missing, you know, certain games or having to work and, and certain things that has to happen for us to survive that she has to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I wasn't one of those kids that, oh yeah, mom, just she just, that's what she does. I really understood because there were times where if we didn't have it, we didn't have it. One Christmas, I would, we didn't have not one present under the tree. tree was up, lights on, and, and my mom and my stepfather talked to me, my brother, and my sister about this, saying, hey, guys, this Christmas is going to be really tough for us. We're very sorry, but we're not going to be able to get any gifts. And we thought it was a joke. Oh, you know, man. we're like, "Oh, they just joking." But sure enough, sure enough, as Christmas got closer, there were no toys, and then my brother was starting to wonder, like, "We don't have any toys." And so, going through things like that, mm-hmm. I-, I think you realize and become appreciative that, man, you know, there's sacrifices that have to be made. And for me to go to a football camp that costs way too much money. You know, trust me. I I, I was I, I was appreciative, but my point is, when you have your own kids, then you you really realize the sacrifices that your parents make uh,
0: because you have to make sometimes some of those same sacrifices. Absolutely. So I only have two more for you, um, and this one's usually the hardest for everybody because you know unless something especially stands out. But is, is there a moment? Uh, in your high school career, game, carry, just a, a team moment that stands out to you more than others when you kind of reflect like you are right now? Uh, the, the thing
1: that, for me, is my team, my class, took the University Trojans as far as they, they have ever gone in football You know, we were two games away from state Mm -hmm. and lost to the state champions, I believe, that year. And so that never happened in my school. That was a special, special team. And it still is, you know, goes down as the best team in in school history. That's all for me. That I mean, that is very satisfying. You know, it, it is it is the way I always wanted it to be because Honestly, my senior class, those are the guys that I played Pop Warner with. Those were my teammates in Pop Warner. You grew up together. So, yeah, yeah, we grew up together.
0: That's a cool thing. That's that's the thing that makes it special, like you said at the beginning. And the last one is, uh, and this is a joke, uh, you played in a in, in the North-South game, which I know the importance of that. Uh, one of your teammates there is still playing pro football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> and that's what I was just going to ask you. I mean, uh, any memories from that uh, that game? I know your stats. You, you carried the ball 10 times, 27 yards. You caught a couple of passes. I don't know if you remember that, but I found that in an old newspaper clipping but tell me a little bit uh, did you know Drew Brees would be playing in 2018 back then? (laughs) Well
1: I I think at the time you know it's funny because Drew and I back then you know we we became friends you know we um, I don't know there's something sometimes that you just hit it off with a guy we became really good friends and, and the one thing that I remember about that game is me catching a diving pass from Drew Brees. He was kind of rolling out to the right, running for his life. And I, for some reason, I came streaking across the field and he threw on the run and I had to dive and, and catch it. And, uh, you know, it, and then you think a few years later, four years later, we're playing on the same pro team, you know, the Chargers. Yep. But it, it's, <clears throat> you know, I had, uh, during college, you kind of, you know, when you go to these war banquets and different things that you, you do, um, I used to see Drew, and so we would always talk and say, "Hey, man, wouldn't it be funny if uh, we, we ended up on the same team?" <laughs> and by golly, we did. I mean, it, it was it was it was ironic that I don't know, maybe it was it was fate or whatever that that got us on the same team. But my point is, it allowed us to, I think. Become even more closer. Yeah. And Drew and I worked out together. We had the same trainer, Todd Durkin, in San Diego. And off season, we went at it. And at that time, that's when I knew. I said, "There's something different about this dude." I knew that he will play. He's going to play till he's fifty years old. I'm telling <laughs> you, he's going to try because that's the type of person he is. He wants to dominate every drill. You know, every sport. And he's just one of the most competitive people that I've ever been around.
0: And that's my Rewind Wednesday interview with NFL legend LaDainian Tomlinson. Hey coaches, don't forget to check out playfootball.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession. I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and you've been listening to the playfootball.com podcast.